0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 27 of the Balancer Music Podcast. I am your host, musician, and producer, Ingrid Wood, W O O D E. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. For you to subscribe to that way you don't have to wonder when a new episode comes out. Um, you just get one notification that's it, just one letting you know whenever I upload a new episode for you to listen to to my returning listeners as well as my new ones i appreciate you for hitting play welcome if you've been noticing right there's been a lot of hustle and bustle going on right some city sidewalks busy sidewalks if you if you've been noticing they're dressed in holiday style right even to the point that in the air there's a feeling of christmas that was a silver bells reference to anybody for, for whatever reason, if that flew over your head. But anyways, it's Christmas time. It's holiday time, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, um, or if you don't celebrate any of that, it's just cold weather, depending on what, what part of the map, the globe you were on. But um, in the spirit of that, I, I'm not going to do a giveaway that's not in the balance room budget <laughs> this month. But what is in the budget is for me to, to try to spend some extra time editing and, and putting together a few extra episodes. So this week and next, I'm going to put out at least two to three episodes this week and next week. Um, I can't give you an exact number. I can't tell you exactly on which days, which actually m- makes it even more important why you should be subscribed. So you don't have to wonder. Keep looking back. You just get that one notification. But anyways, that's my holiday gift to you all. So for this episode, this is part two of the conversation that I have been having with Mr. Wes Stevenson, who is the bassist and founding member of the band, The Funky Knuckles. So if you have not checked out part one of the conversation, which is in episode 26, make sure you listen to that. And I will put the link to the episode in the podcast description of this episode. Now, if you like podcast description, where is that? On the app that I'm listening to this on, don't worry. If you can't find that, you can just go over to the website, TheBalanceRoom.com and look for the respective episode. In this case, it's episode 27 and all of that information will be there. I'm going to do away for this episode with a long, how you doing intro. So I'm just going to go ahead and get into this episode. So let's go ahead and step into The Balance Room. How did you choose the base? Or should I say, you know, did, did the base choose you?
1: My dad and I, I grew up with my father. My dad is like one of the, he sings and he's like one of these types of people that can like play any instrument and accompany himself. He's not like really good or anything like awesome. He's not going to be on a gig, but we used to just sit around and play piano and he had like a ukulele and we would sit around and sing and play. And so I was always interested in music and, and I tried several different instruments out and then... This one day, I was going into ninth grade, and uh, I went and saw, met this guy, and the whole time, the homie that was with me was talking about how this dude was so cold blooded on the bass, and he had just taught himself, and he was like so awesome or whatever. Anyway, so we're like, I go see this guy, and he starts playing the Red Hot Chili Peppers version of Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. And this is keeps slapping and like, it was like the most incredible thing I'd ever seen in my life or heard or whatever. And I was like, Oh dude, I got to do that. That's, you know? And so from that point, you know, I wanted to get a bass and and at my church on Wednesdays we had I went to a Baptist church and we, we uh you know on Wednesdays they had um family dinner night, you know what I'm saying? So so I'd eat my food real quick and go into the church because they had a bass in there and I would play the bass and the drums and I spent about equal times on both. But like it was weird. It seemed like not that I was like super good or anything, but like as soon as I touched the bass, man, I was able to kind of play it and it made sense.
0: Do you remember the, uh, the first bass that you, that you got?
1: Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do. It was, it was, it was a really crappy, uh, Memphis P bass. And, uh, um, the strings were like four feet off the fretboard and, uh, I didn't have an amplifier for about a year and a half. So I would sit in the bathroom and put the, the butt I'd you know not to, not to sound gross but I'd sit on the toilet <laughs> and I'd put the butt end of the bass up against the wall and it would vibrate through the wall and it kind of amplified it and uh, you know I mean I obviously didn't always play it in the bathroom but I mean like you know I would do that and uh, um, yeah yeah it was a really crappy bass but you know it served its purpose
0: okay I'll just go into Funky Knuckles so first I want to know where where did the name Funky Knuckles come from <laughs>
1: uh well like the band was started with me and cedric moore on the drums and caleb mccampbell on the keyboards and when we first started we we just and ever since we've been playing together outside of our church we've had like a residency where we play once a week it's been at different spots but we've always had that and uh when we first started we didn't have a name or anything and so like every week we were like a different name and we're all like really goofy guys so we came up with like you know one was like the funk soldiers one was like uh uh Cedric Moore and 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 the other people uh (laughs) you know like and anyways and so like one week like said hollered out the funky knuckles and we all started laughing and but like man it kind of with the way that we play the music and the way that we approach it, it seemed real appropriate as a name for the group. And that's pretty much how that, that, no, that is how the name got, got started. How did the rest of the band come together? Well, um, Sed and Caleb and I were, you know, we were doing our thing, uh, Sed and I still play at the same church. We were taking, we were playing at church and we were taking all these gospel tunes and like, you know, we were all kind of like jazz heads and like hip hop and, you know everything we just into all kinds of music and so we would take these songs and like you know some of them were like choir songs some of them were like traditional gospels some of them were like ccm type music anyways but we would take all these songs and completely rearrange them and reharmonize them as a result of that we were like man we should like you know start a band and like do this for real and so we started um just with the residency and we were just playing standards and then we started writing music and as as the compositions started coming it was obvious that we needed more instrumentation to like really like see the composition blossom or whatever and so we first added a guitar player and the first guitar player in the band was Mark Latiri who plays with the uh, Snarky Puppy and uh and also has like solo records and uh And that was about the time that Snarky Puppy was really starting to ramp up and like their tour schedule got super busy and he was doing his own record. So he was like, man, you know, I'm going to do that. And so we got Phil Alany, who is our guitar player now. And then, um, so it was a quartet. And then the horn, the guys that play horns in the band um, started coming out and uh, playing with us, you know, because in our residency, you know, we we still to this day will play. You know we play like jazz jazz standards and stuff like that we do it our own way but anyways they were coming out and man they just kind of like learned the tunes and you know <laughs> and it was just like they we kind of absorbed them i guess and then our percussionist man he's he's recorded on every record but really became like a full-time member of the band in the last year or two and uh yeah that's pretty much how the how it is now do you function as as the band leader? I am the head administrator. I don't know if I'm the leader. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, you know, but we we um have like a we have like shared responsibilities in the band. You know, everybody kind of helps. Everybody does stuff, but uh, I do the booking and I try to get everybody to respond to text messages, which is difficult. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I understand, I understand that. Um so I, I have uh been, had both of your albums, uh the bands as of lately in Meta And I guess if if it's if they're not necessarily put together if the process isn't a general process, maybe we can go with Meta What is the process of creating the album from like writing to schedules, recording, putting it out, all that?
1: On Meta uh, Phil, Caleb, and myself wrote. You know, we were the we were the writers of the. Well, uh, like I wrote. I you know we, we individually wrote songs, but you know those were the three people that contributed music to that record. And uh, and basically, like somebody writes a tune, and we get a rehearsal together, learn the music, and then we start playing it. And that's, you know, how that came together. Basically, it's just guys submit songs and we learn them and record them.
0: <laughs> how hard is that to, I guess, get everybody in the same room? Um, for you know, I, know, I know you guys work at, as a unit, but I'm sure you guys do individual things too. How hard is that? Or I guess how, how hard is it to get everybody in the room at one time? Or, or are you even able to do that?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, everybody that's in the group is super committed and you know so i mean you know we do have to i mean it's seven people so we do have to be work with people's schedules but everybody is usually pretty down to rehearse and you know and get it together it's usually just a matter of of uh just making sure everybody's available and you know and then we rehearse we don't rehearse a lot usually rehearsals start coming more concentrated when we're about to do a record and we we need to get get our Junk together.
0: (laughs) I heard a while ago, I was um, watching a Roy Hargrove interview. And he was saying, you know, in his early 20s, and he was kind of, he was feeling himself a little bit. And he was Uh in this one band. And the leader, instead of him, like, talking to him or whatever, he was just like, okay, uh, now we're going to play Cherokee and all the keys. And so at first he was okay, and then he was just like, "Ugh,
1: oh, yeah, know? <laughs> so yeah." He got to be natural,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what he
1: said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's everybody's favorite key.
0: Oh man, and uh, I guess so. I say that to say, has there ever been a moment, probably clearly when you were younger, where um, you know, where you had an OG musician kind of school you without necessarily talking to you, where you learned like a valuable lesson?
1: Ah man, that's the story of my whole life, man. Like, you know, uh, it's, I've been very fortunate that I've, especially when I was young, I was put into situations musically that like, you know, I probably shouldn't have been in. I wasn't ready, but for whatever reason, the old heads, they liked me and, uh, you know, and I could, I mean, I could play and I had the fire. I've tried to be a sponge, you know, try to take everything in. And so I could, you don't have enough time for me to tell you about, you know, all the, and not even necessarily old, older, but like the more experienced cats that have poured, poured, you know, so much knowledge into me. And, uh, you know, I'm—I if I'm a good musician, I'm only a good musician because, you know, the people who have, who have poured into me.
0: All right. So just one more time, I promise. I'm Just one more time, I'm going to say this. If you have not listened to part one of the conversation that I had with Wes, make sure you do so. I will link that up in this podcast description. Um, and of course, you can just go to TheBalanceRoom.com. And I think earlier I said you can check out episode 27, but really all you need to do for part one of this conversation is go to episode twenty-six. That's part one. So this right here is 27. Just backtrack one for uh, episode 26 to listen to the first part of the conversation that I have with Wes. Now, I do have one question that I need you all, my listeners, to answer for me. Uh, I need your opinion. So do you all prefer me to put out weekly episodes as I have been doing? Or would you prefer me to do put out episodes twice a month? So, you know, is once a week too much and do you want me to dial it back or or is once a week just enough? Now, if it's not enough, um, (laughs) I apologize. I can't put out any more than one a week. I know I'm doing something a little different for the holidays, but on a a consistent basis, you know, which one do you prefer? Let me know, uh, weekly or twice a month. And you can find me on any social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up The Balance Room. And you can say it on there or you can just shoot me an email to Ingrid at the balance roomcom I-N as in no G-R-I-D. I-N-G-R-I-D at the balance room.com. And let me know. I always appreciate your emails, honestly. <laughs> I love when I get those notifications that I have an email um, from you all for The Balance Room. Not like I get a ton of them, but I'm just saying I, I appreciate them. Um, <laughs> I read all of them and, and respond to those that need to be responded to. Also, do me this this one last thing. Uh, if you see that share icon on your app, hit that for me. And it doesn't matter if this is your first time listening to the podcast, and especially if you're a returning listener. But if you like this podcast, um, hit that share button for me because I'm, I share this with you. I enjoy it. These conversations that I have, um, and I try to make you know I try to make sure that that I, I record them and, and package them and edit them in such a way that uh, is pleasing pleasing to your audible palate, right? And although these these po- although this podcast is free for you to listen to as it should be, <laughs> it's not necessarily free for me to put together. Um, so all I ask is that if you like it, if you don't like it. Keep it moving, you know, uh, everything's not for everybody. But but if you do like this podcast, do me that favor and hit that share button and, and share it with folks. Because, you know, these conversations that that I have with other people I take value from it and I hope that you guys take value from it and somebody else that that, you know, may need to hear these conversations as well. So, again, hit that share button on your app. All right, Wes, I appreciate you so much for accepting my invitation into the Balance Room. This song that you are listening to right now is called Moorish and it's off of the Funky Knuckles' latest album that they put out a couple months ago. And again, the album is called New Birth. Until next episode, this is your host, Ingrid Wood. Take care, God bless, and stay balanced.
1: Uh, take one, I guess. Um, uh, hi, I'm Wes. I play bass in the Funky Knuckles. Um, and I'm on the Balance uh, Podcast talking too much.
0: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Hey, this is Wes from the Funky Knuckles. And you are listening to the Balance Room Music Comp. God, dog.
0: Almost.
1: <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> <Okay. laughs> now, nah, my, my uh, lips go faster my tongue does take 15 hey this is wes from the funky knuckles and you are listening to the balance room music podcast
0: perfect